What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of the Extra Point Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. I am your host, Tommy Buns, here with my man Slytherin Sullivan and Davey Jones. How are we guys doing? Good, good. How y'all doing tonight? Run as usual. Oh, yeah. Happy. Uh, it's Tuesday night. We're recording this. You guys are going to get this on Wednesday. But, uh, you know, we got big things to talk about this week. The AFC playoff landscape, in my mind, has changed dramatically since the last time we spoke. And there's one really big reason why. And it is Kareem Hunt being released from the Chiefs after a horrific video came out of him. I guess it's not it's not Ray Rice bad, but it's bad. It's it's not a good look for any guy. And, you know, he gets put on the commissioner's exempt list, gets released by the Chiefs about a day later. And I don't even think it was a whole day later. But, I mean, the crazy things have been going on. Obviously, we saw it already affected the Chiefs when they barely squeaked out a win against the Oakland Raiders on Sunday. What do you guys think of this going forward? I don't, I, 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 don't, I wouldn't lose an ounce of sleep if he never played in the NFL again because – I mean, he kicking someone while they're down is just a very, it's a very bush league thing, I guess you'd say. And oh, the yeah. fact that people defend him at all, and he kicked a woman while she was on the ground, is really just, I mean, it's just, it's indefensible. It's, it's pathetic. It's, whatever word you want to come up with, and the fact that anyone defends him is beyond me. I mean, obviously, there's no reason to hit a woman, and I don't think a woman should ever hit a man at the same rate. I mean, I don't think. You know, you should just keep your hands off everyone. We'll we'll be we'll be happy, but but kicking a woman on the ground, oh man, like uh, you, I want to punch his teeth in. Like what a what a fucking loser. I mean, just and now these two other incidents. Apparently, he assaulted some other guy. Um, I saw yeah, the night Michael after they lost the playoffs, he got so into he, a fight in a yeah. bar. The night they lost in the playoffs, and then this happened, and then something yeah, happened so after this. Clearly, he has a drinking problem. I mean. We've been there probably a lot of us with the drink, but clear. I mean, you know, he's got a career ahead of him. He, he's got some sort of serious drinking problem. He needs to get his shit together. I saw his interview. His interview didn't impress me at all. His interview, I thought, was atrocious. Lisa Salters was asking him questions. He's like, it doesn't matter what happened. And Lisa goes, well, I think it does ha- matter what happened. Like you called me here, like bitch. Like you, I I was at David Buster's with my five year old son, and I came and caught a plane over to get here. You tell me why the fuck you did what you did. You want to explain yourself? And he doesn't say anything. He says things were said. No, it's not to make an excuse. Say you know that person called me racist things. Got very upset, understandably so. Who who wouldn't be things that she was way in the wrong to start, and he just escalated it rather than de-escalating the situation. And he just made some really poor decisions, which, I mean, he'll get back in the league at some point. Let's be honest. He's way too good, and he's way too young at 23 or 24. But, I mean, to me, he's a piece of shit. I, I, I don't want to see any more of him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, well said up front. Uh, I think he'll be back in the league next year. Um, I think someone will sign him this offseason. I doubt he's going to get a full year suspension, but I could see six to eight games. Um, I think six is the minimum on that, and we've seen it get knocked down to four. But, um, you know, I, I think he, he's probably looking at, you, you want to guess, at least eight games. Um, I don't think it'll be more than ten, um, and I don't definitely don't think it'll be a full season. But I would be very surprised if he's not signed this offseason if the, if the uh, suspension amount by that time has been announced. 
once teams know what they're dealing with, then they can evaluate. Because he's going to get a... If Joe Mixon has a job, and if his fucking teammate, Tyreek Hill, has a job, who... Yeah. Because there's no... Tyreek Hill committed the worst violent act against a woman, a pregnant woman, his girlfriend, than any player we have record of in the history of the NFL, but there's no video of it. So It never gets talked about. It never gets talked about. He choked and punched in the stomach his pregnant girlfriend. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like borderline manslaughter. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I didn't that's, even know this. I, I think I recall that briefly. That that's why he got kicked right? off. That's why he got kicked off the team at Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. This was in college. Yeah, he got kicked off the oh, team. I didn't realize that. So and crazy. he was like, too. the Chiefs are the Chiefs clearly don't give a shit, and neither do the Redskins. Picked up Reuben Foster. I mean, yeah. I, mean, like, I understand like a player like Kareem Hunt really makes you better because he's so explosive and dynamic. But you need to have a set of you know standards and morals as a team. Like so, Re- Reuben Foster, I'm not there yet on. I know people are going crazy about Reuben Foster, but he's been accused. I'm not, I'm he's not being accused either. I just I'm I'm hesitant to give him the benefit of the doubt, being with his history. Fair, but the last yeah. time when he got last time he got accused of this was by the same girl and she two weeks later whatever came out and said she was making the whole thing up so they clearly have a toxic relationship where both of them or one of them is violent or a pathological liar um so that's clear clearly that, something's going on with both of them yes exactly um so i'm i am not saying that reuben foster is he very well could be a huge scumbag that did all this thing all these things but i'm waiting he's a real Proven uh, innocent until proven guilty to me. Just given the checkered past of this specific relationship between this him and this girl. Yeah, it was. Just, it's just. It's just interesting. The Redskins hopped on him so quickly, rather than I get it. Like if he's found guilty, they'll cut him. So I kind of get that. I guess it's like picking someone on waivers in fantasy, and like if they don't pan out, you just drop them. But well, they did it because he was a he was a first round pick. That if they took that contract, they got him for cheap for five years because he was the last pick of the first round, I believe. So they got like the cheapest first round pick contract for five years. So he's locked in for five years if the, if he turns out to be innocent. And they just got a first round talent for five years or for four more years, and that's it. You know, he was playing great. You know, before he, he clearly has shown he can be a good linebacker in this league. It's just about the off the field stuff. So they took a gamble. If he's guilty. They cut but, him, no harm, yeah, no, no foul, I, I guess. It like the Redskins, they're just so, they always go and sign these type of players without a disregard for this type of stuff. It's just a really bad look for... Oh, of course it's a terrible for, look, but I'm that. just trying to justify their, yeah, their, no, I, yeah, what their thinking must have there's been. There's a reason they did it. But here's a question. Where where does Kareem Hunt sign next year? Because we, we probably agree he's going to be signed. Uh, I think the Eagles are an option. Um, yeah, whoever doesn't get Le'Veon. Wow, yeah. Sure. I, I, whoever I mean, doesn't get Le'Veon. Philadelphia. Those are some real pieces of shit there, those people. They don't. Yeah. Care. <laughs> sorry if you're from Philly. Like, sorry, sorry, not sorry. Overall, your people suck. Last yeah. night I said that we were watching the game. The fans came on. I'm like, oh, those trash people. Yeah. Like, not like, saying people, you're a bad person if you're bad. from Philly. I have friends that live in Philly. I have friends that are from Philly. They're good people. I am not, but overall, as a base, pretty fucking awful. New York's up there too, but not as bad. Yeah, well, like Philly's—it's it, it, not that necessarily on the whole, but Philly's lowest is lower than anyone else's. Yes. 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 It's like 
I've seen videos of like of like Philly fans like 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 with the like the like a baby and like locked in like a car and I think it was a joke but it was like it's like that's what a Philly fan would do it wouldn't put it past them yeah they're they're just sorry but Philly ragging on Philly is too much fun I don't think too many people listening from Philly so I think we're we're safe yeah but... yeah and to make it better I mean I'll put Boston third right there. Like I'd say, it's it's Philly, New York, Boston. You guys that. are just assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I wouldn't say bad people. I just just assholes. True. Yeah. And we... New Yorkers just don't give a shit. Like, you're in Nebraska. Hey, how's it going, man? I've never seen you before. Let's have a conversation. New York, it's like I'm going somewhere. Move yeah, it or lose it. Get away from. Why are you way. talking to me? Get away from me. Get out of here. But. Enough about this serious shit. Let's move on to something a little bit more fun to talk about. And that is the Steelers blowing 16-point first-half leads. Actually, they were up in the third quarter at one point by 16 points because it started the second half, and they blew that shit. And the Chargers basically embarrassed them on their home field on Sunday night. I love seeing that. I love seeing the Steelers go down, knock my boy Tony down a notch. You know, Antonio Brown goes out there. He's having himself a game. And, man, Phillip Rivers comes in the second half better, more like the fourth quarter. and just takes care of business. Obviously, the end of the game, the three straight offsides on the field goal attempts, not great. <laughs> but, you know, kind of an anticlimactic end to a uh, – to a great game but i mean i i love seeing that it was a great game great win by the chargers yeah the chargers they they quietly are, are right back in it. this is just what they did last year they had a real slow start and then all of a sudden they rattle off like seven out of eight or eight out of ten and not it's as like, slow this year last year they started out zero and four yes, yeah correct, they were pretty correct. good out of the gate they were like first five games they were we were talking about them I think I think well I think they lost one of their big games in the beginning where they the Chiefs they lost early to the Chiefs yeah yeah and wow. they kind of got they got beat by like I think it was like twelve or fourteen by the Chiefs yeah. too and that's I don't have a horse were... I don't have a horse in the race obviously because the Jets are so stupendous um, I hey, you I know like kind of root for the Steelers I like them I like I like pretty much anyone not in New England I mean I want anyone <laughs> not in New England in. But I, I'm pretty much – I'm probably pulling for the Chargers this year. I don't know. I, you know what? It's possible for three AFC West teams to make the playoffs. Yeah, the Broncos are back in the fold. They're in the oh, yeah, the things. Broncos could make the Broncos the could get the second wild card, and obviously the the Chiefs or Chargers are going to get one of the wild cards for sure. They could, and I actually – did I predict – I may have. I know. I no. I didn't predict three teams getting the play. I predicted two because I didn't think the Chiefs were going to even make the playoffs. So I thought they were going to be seven and nine going into the year. Honestly. Yeah, and look at them now. I mean, I'm telling you, they've got a uh, they they've got some struggles ahead. I think these last few weeks. Yeah. I think they're gonna they they're gonna have a hard time putting it together. I I mean, you see, they can obviously still rely on Mahomes to win games, but I mean. 40 to 33 against the Raiders that's that just shows how one how bad your defense is and two how you know kind of limited that offense can be to barely squeak one out against a team like that without that Spencer Ware is serviceable but he's just not the same type of runner he's not oh. have the explosion you don't like have to you don't have to respect that nearly as much when yeah, you're playing them yeah it, it, they become a little less dynamic and at the end of the game if you're trying to bleed the clock are you going to give it to Spencer Ware? Are you going to have Mahomes 
potentially throw an incomplete pass. So it, it gives them a different problem where you'd say, all right, let's just give it to Hunt. Hopefully, you know, three three, three downs in a row, he probably breaks one for seven or eight yards at least. You know, now you got where it's throwing incompletions at the end of the game, stopping the clock, giving the other team life if they have a good offense like the Pats or the Texans. I think it opens I mean, up these. These, this Chiefs team just reminds me, even last year, it just reminds me so much of, like, Andy Reid Philly teams with McNabb, where they just, like, they're great regular season teams, but they're just not built for the playoffs. Like, their style of play just doesn't, like, hold up against great teams in the playoffs. I don't know. It's just, well, like... The difference is Mahomes literally may break the the touchdown record. This yeah, year. that's... Uh, Mahomes it could be a, yeah, a difference maker, 55? but... 57. 57. Oh, Peyton, he's at 40 or 41, I think. I think he's at 41. Well, he's got 50, 56 is the record, right? 57 would yeah. break it. Mm-hmm. I think he needs, what is it? I think he's like, yeah, 15 or 16 away with four to go. So he needs like. He needs basically four touchdowns a game. Yeah. If, if, if my numbers are correct of how many he has, but which he could easily do because he just. I mean, you figure they're going to be throwing it, obviously, more. They're a run heavy. He's, thrown for, heavy. he's thrown for five multiple times this year, right? Yeah. So he's it got, he's got 41. Like six yeah. weeks, he did it twice. He, he, you know, they were, running at six, they were running at 40% of the time, I think, passing at 60. They're a pass-heavy team. They're probably going to become more pass-heavy now. Um, like, Mahomes had nine carries last game. You know, most of it, you know, it was just him scrambling, but still... You know he he might be running the ball more himself. He's he's fast. He can run. Kids you know they've play. got a they've got a big test coming up this week against the Ravens. That defense that's gonna be that's gonna put them to the test. I think. Yeah, that's a real barometer that's a, of the game. Yeah, that's a pre, they have a pretty decent pass defense, and now that that running game has been kind of dwindled, it's this is gonna be an interesting game. I wouldn't I could see maybe the Chiefs going down this week possibly. That would be nuts. I, the thing is, there's too much uncertainty in the Ravens' offense for me. Even though, the oh Chiefs, yeah, there is. Chiefs yeah, don't have a good defense Jackson. at all. It's just Lamar Jackson. You know, I'm sure he'll have some big runs and plays, but the running back situation is so dicey. It's like this guy Gus Edwards and Kenneth Dixon now. Collins is out for the year. They got Ty Montgomery. It's just receivers wise. John Brown really fell off big time after a hot start. Crabtree's a. It, Willie Sneed might be their most reliable offensive he player. He definitely then. is. He he was averaging like 10 targets a game for like the middle eight weeks. Yeah, he he'll get like, like a, five or oh. six catches for like 60 yards a game. Like, But like he's, I mean, if he's your most reliable player, I mean, yikes. You're that's in trouble, good. yeah. Yeah, John uh, Brown I, might I, be like, he might be the most touchdown dependent fantasy play I've ever seen. Like he's cool. either John Brown. Oh, yeah. He just either breaks like a seventy-yard touchdown or has two and a half points. I'll give you a touchdown-dependent player more than him, Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, oh, yeah. James yeah. Devlin. <laughs> Hello, oh. J- James Devlin is Rex Burkhead. Has, James Devlin this year has three. <laughs> so salty about last year. Three so fucking pissed. for three touchdowns on four yards. Nice. <laughs> They've nice. given it to him at the one-yard yeah, line. Yeah, I have. I have Sonny Michelle. So oh, that kind of sucks. <laughs> no touchdowns, really. I don't, right? I don't think I'll be starting him going forward. I think it's a very murky running back situation with Burkhead, White, and you can't you can't count on uh, Michelle for a ton of points because he's either going to have like eighty yards or he's going to have like fifteen yards, and he's usually never going to score a touchdown. So... Well, he was scoring a lot of touchdowns when Burkhead and Devlin were out. Like he was 
Oh, yeah, but since then, he just, like... He was, I mean, well, he had 21 two weeks ago, I think, fantasy point-wise, and then it, I just don't like the way that he's trending now. He had 21 last week, then he had three the game before, then he didn't play, then it was a bunch of big weeks. So it's been a while for him, but two weeks ago, he showed he still had Oh, true. Before he got hurt, that's right. He was, he like... Was, he was rolling, like but... Three or four weeks, yeah. That's an ugly situation. That is. I forgot about that. I went down to that Bears game. But... You know, another uh, team that we, I think, we're all really high on got taken out of their uh, winning streak on Thursday night. The Saints lost to the Cowboys. What was it, 13-10, the final? Yeah. Bad yeah. night to have the over. Really, really bad night to... I really, I, I don't, Saints I can't remember. I don't remember if I actually came out and said I think the Cowboys are going to cover and win on the last episode, but um, I don't think I did, but I thought I wanted to bring it up. And sounds kind of very late to the point now. I mean, I did I did better with Ilya. I did better with Ilya. I bet I bet the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are just a perfect matchup for them at home. Like they just ran the ball, controlled the clock, mm-hmm. used Cooper. I mean, their defense is so it, it, it's it's getting to the elite level. That's what I said before the game is that people don't know. People think oh, it's a nice defense. No, it's a great defense. And, and they don't really get a lot of credit. Jalen Smith, Vander Esch, so much speed and so much, uh, like, game tackling. Like, they really chase after the ball. Um, they got they got some, you know, you got Gregory and Lawrence at the D-line. They got some bad – Lawrence was saying they want to choke him out and, like, basically kill them. I don't know if you guys heard his <laughs> quote last week. He was basically like, we want to make them, like uh, – we need to get the quote. It was like – it was like borderline, like, not okay. And then he's like <laughs> – He's just saying, like, we want to kill, we want to beat the shit out of them. Like, we want to absolutely decimate them. And that's pretty much what they did defensively. 174 yards, I think they held them to. What? Uh, yeah, it was a sh- it was a slow night for the Saints offense. They could not get anything going. There is, although I'll blame it a lot on the receivers. The receivers were dropping passes in their hands. Breeze was freaking threading the needle, putting it in their hands, and they were just Michael they Thomas dropping, dropping passes. Pass. Breeze was also had an off night. He did have an off night, but um, like there was at least six or seven times that the ball was in a receiver's hands and they just straight up dropped. Yeah, I think Michael Thomas far, did it. But that pick at the end was bad. Oh, the pick was that was so uncharacteristic. That was like I was when he did that, I was like, oh I I know, and I was when he did that, I was like, that's unbelievable. I was like, that's not a Drew Brees play at all. That's you know. I mean, that just summed up a really bad night. Yeah. Are the Cowboys being talked about in a later segment? Um, No, we can talk about the Cowboys right now. Jones, what do you think about the Cowboys going forward? Division win, make noise in the playoffs. I know you're not the highest on Dakota. Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll, they'll probably win the division. Um, I hope they hope they give Garrett and Dak six-year extensions each. And <laughs> And uh, we'll see. I mean, they'll be lucky to win a game in the playoffs, depending on matchups. Yeah, because they'll get stuck playing this, the. Uh, they'll get through, so they'll get stuck playing the uh, the Saints or the Rams. Well, no, like, not the first. No, they're, they're, they're a division yeah, winner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, buys, right. So they, they, they would buys. play. So they Dallas, right. will have, Dallas will most likely have a home game against one of the wild cards. That's yes. the most. Right. I'm thinking, and I forgot that they're going to the division. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, I kind of like their chances being that they do have that first home game. If it presumably they'll probably play a team like Seattle, who was right better on the road than historically. And then who's the other possible 
wild card, either Carolina or Who's, uh, Minnesota. Carolina makes the playoffs at this point. Are you even worried about them? Like they, I mean, they're, they're they're a half a game out of it right now. They're not. But I mean, you can't be worried about the Panthers right now. If the Panthers get in, no, they've been but they're bad. they're capable. I think they're just in a little rut right now. I think they'll be all right. Speaking of Carolina, how about fucking the worst receiver in the NFL getting cut today by the Bills, Kelvin Benjamin? Kelvin Benjamin, <laughs> got to love it. Oh man, they traded they traded a third and a seventh for him a year ago. We're gonna bring what a him steal. up later. We're gonna yeah. bring him up later. Or no, was that two years ago? Yeah, because this is his second year. Or ha- no, you know he. This is no, first full year. Yeah, no, it was yeah. Last, yeah, first full year. Last year they uh, they traded for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You hate to see that as a Bills fan. There goes that under bet. Every well, they they actually do have some talented receivers, such as I like Zay Jones, their uh, rookie last year. He's had a couple big games. Um, so th- I mean, th- there's some talent there that people are going to get more snaps now because of him being cut. So it's yeah. a go- I think it's a good thing for them. I agree, but I still would be surprised if they didn't go after a premier receiver in the draft. Oh, they, who, they definitely whoever need, that they definitely is, just do. just one because they don't have any, and two because they need to give someone Josh Allen. They need to throw to. Um, so it's just a natural. I feel like it's a natural progression if you don't already have a wide receiver core to get your rookie quarterback, your young quarterback, a, a nice shiny toy the following. That's how year. I felt with the Cowboys. Honestly. I, yeah. Like I like Dak hasn't been good, obviously, but like even when he started out, you had Witten, but then Des Bryant was already falling off. He's never really had a true number one talent. I thought they thought Alan Hearns was going to be more of what he was in his uh, best years and, in Jacksonville. And that is very foolish on their behalf. Cause oh, I agree, but I also yeah. think they re- they must have really been in love with Van Der Esch and because DJ Moore was on the on the uh, he was available. I remember. I thought they were going to take him. And he and they it was all the rumors that he was like that's who everyone had them taking. Um, People said Van der Esch was like the worst pick. I remember that got a lot of backlash when they took him. And man, is that hundred? I mean, DJ Moore has been very good, but hundred percent you take a middle linebacker who looks like he could be the guy for them for the next whatever four, five, six years. He looks he looks like a Pro Bowl future Pro Bowl player, if not yeah. already. I mean, he's, he's like. Looked, Sean Lee minus the injuries. Yeah, and I think even better already. I think I think he's already better than Sean Lee. I think was a little overrated. I agree. Yeah, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to defend the wall. But real quick, you're talking about draft picks, a receiver in the draft next year. I'll tell you someone who's a huge sleeper that they should look out for. My boy Andy Isabella, a fellow senior at UMass. My man finished the season leading all of FBS. In receiving yards in 12 games dude had 1698 yards and 13 touchdowns on 102 receptions led the receiving yards category by 289 yards Jesus sign this motherfucker uh, up he is gonna be a sleeper someone's gonna get him and he is, is he gonna, gonna get be, drafted he he led the NCAA in receiving yards and touchdowns. Yeah, he, I, I know, but like, like obviously, like he's not the best receiver coming out of the draft. Though I'm not saying he's no, not good, but like, no. But I could see him like 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 fourth or fifth round. I could see him getting picked up by a team and making a team super happy. He is athletic as shit, and I mean, dude, he put up two touchdowns against Georgia. One was, I believe, an 85 yarder. Like he. If you, he he can play. <laughs> if you think there's any chance 
anyone but Bill Belichick takes him outside the sixth or seventh <laughs> round and turns him into a pro bowler, you're crazy. That is <laughs> Belichick's been scouting this kid the minute he stepped on Zumas's campus. <laughs> oh, dude. Probably, but honestly I'm, I'm assuming I, he's white. Um judging by I, his name. Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah. You don't look too sure. No, yeah, he is. He is for sure. I just got so confused. Yeah. What dude. was his? What's his name? Andy Isabella. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's that's white. That's an interesting guy. last name. Yeah, but no, he is. He's white, a hundred percent. So you're right. He is going to be on the Patriots. It'll be awesome. Andy Isabella, Brady's target for another year. But we're going to move on to the. Oh wait, wait, one more thing. One more thing. Well, Shout I, out to, involving you, Matt. I'm sorry, I fucked up the segue twice, but I wanted to say this other thing involving UMass. The UMass Minutemen hockey team is number one in the country right now, and that is fucking cool because it's the first time in program history that the hockey team has been ranked number one, and one of the very few times any UMass team, aside from basketball, has been ranked number one. So it has been very exciting around campus, you know. It's not a huge sports school, not a huge sports school, all Division One, but, you know, the fans don't really get into it, but they're going crazy for the hockey team this year. Potential national championship run. I'm fucking super excited about it. Just had to throw that shout-out out there for my friends from UMass who are listening. But we're moving on now. We're going to defend the wall. Guys, I got a couple for you this week. Who wants to go first? I go first. All right, Sals. A through D. 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 Clemson will win the national title. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. So Which I think it's a real possibility. I didn't really feel bad. I think it's a possible. So if there's anyone pretty much that can go toe to toe with Nick Saban, we know who that guy, who that man is. And I forgot his name currently, but <laughs> Sweeney. <laughs> Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah, Sweeney. Uh, Sweeney, I, I know. I don't think Jones is a huge fan of. Him, but he's a, he's a great coach. Um, they clearly made the right decision uh, with going with Trevor Lawrence. He's really improved exponentially, pretty much week in week out. They're blowing teams out left and right. Um, I feel like they've almost been going under the radar. Um, you know, Clemson's always going to have a great D line. They've been holding teams like under 13 points consistently. Um, Alabama showing a little bit of weakness this past week against Georgia. Really should have lost that game. Um, a very good Georgia team, but nonetheless showing that they are human this year in which they really have shown to pretty much destroy everyone. Like when they beat LSU, it was 21 nothing or so. We thought it was pretty much over, but um, they got they got some they have some weakness. We don't know. Is, is Tua going to be back? Is, is he... Like he is going to be back, so I, I can't hear he you, Tommy. But... I, I, I believe he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, that will help their chances, but still, I mean, now they might have a little bit of a quarterback controversy. Let's see how it pays off for them. I think Clemson. I, I think it may be a near coin flip if they if they if they verse. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that answer a lot. But yeah. I think that Alabama might be in for a test there because I think it, I think they're going to roll through Notre Dame, and I think Alabama's going to roll through that Oklahoma defense. Yeah, they will. Yeah, that's good. I think we're I think we're headed straight for a Clemson Alabama rematch from a couple years ago. But enough of that, Dave. A through C. Go C. Oh, you'll like this one. 
So with Corbin off the market, the Yankees will try and acquire uh, Corey Kluber from the Indians. Easy enough. <laughs> um, clear starting pitching was one of, if not the biggest weakness of last year's Yankees team. And according to Brian Cashman, uh, the number one point to address this offseason um, after missing out on Corbin, they clearly weren't confident enough to give him all that money for all those years. Um, so you have to figure Cashman has a backup plan in place. Um, we still are loaded with MLB-ready talent um, in our farm system. So making a deal for with the Indians who are have their backs against the wall, clearly selling, um, are probably going to get 60 to $0.70 cents on the dollar for anything they sell, similar to the Mariners. Um, so uh, the, the Cashman's got to go out and get either Kluber, one of the two Indians pitchers are mad bum. So it's it, it, the Indians pitchers will probably come at a lower price. Um, they've dealt with each other before in trades, so uh, there's a relationship there. So I w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if Cashman made a play there. Um, you know they made the, for the last three or four years we've been hearing that we're saving up for this this uh, this off season. Um, so it was a little odd to me that they didn't necessarily pony up the last bit for Corbin um, because we've been hearing for so long that they were just going to spend, spend, spend this year and that's what they were saving for so maybe it's they're saving it for Harper and Machado and they'll go after Kluber but I think it's very realistic that they go after one of the two Indians guys uh, in a trade given all the talent they still have in the farm system and their need for a starting pitcher yeah hey nice job man if anyone could do it you could do it a through B, <laughs> Sauls. A or B would be, but uh, a, yeah, A or B, whatever. Okay, Mr. Fucking English guy. B. B. Wait, I lost where I was at. Where the screenshot go? Jesus Christ! Oh, I found it. All right, B. You said B, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Steelers will miss the playoffs. Oh man. All right. So, unfortunately for the Steelers. They don't have a guaranteed spot due to the current rising in the Ravens, now only, I believe, a half a game back, right? They're half a game back, and the Steelers have a very tough schedule coming up. They, I believe they play the Patriots, they play the Bengals, they play... Who's the other really tough game they have? Um, I'm not sure, but they have the Raiders this week, so... Might be oh, the they have the Raiders, but they have they have the Ravens also. Oh no, they have the Saints, the Patriots, and the Bengals. Oh, wow! So they they have the they have the Saints and the Pats. That's that could easily be two losses right there. Um, so right now, James Conner just got injured, and he, apparently the injury is more serious than most think. So he's missing at least this week, possibly next week. So it's a huge thorn to the, that's a huge thorn in their side right now because they're relying on him. He's been a stud for the majority of the year. They're going to have to replace him with Jalen Samuels or Steven Ridley, which is, sounds very ugh compared to what they production yeah, they've got out James of Connor. Um, Big Ben's got a bit of a mouth. I don't really have a problem with it, but, I mean, he's not one to be afraid to call people out. Um, the defense has been good enough that they sh- probably should make it, but if the Ravens and Lamar Jackson can keep this rolling, they have an easier schedule down the stretch. The Steelers lose, you know, at, likely at least two of these last four, four games. They could miss the playoffs going, I don't know, 8-7-1 and one maybe. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see that. I could definitely see that. Dave, you are left with the last one. And it All is right. that Kareem Hunt will play in the NFL again. 
Um, no matter your opinion on this or if you think you should, uh, the fact of the matter is at such a young age and um, given the other players that are in the league with similar situations, I think it's pretty inevitable that he'll someday play again. Um, he might have to take his, you know, I don't think it'll take this long, but he might have to take up to a full year off. I'm sure he'll have to do some counseling of some sort. He'll have to, uh, you know, donate to some type of cause or charity associated with domestic violence. Um, you know, this there's, the playbook on this is, from a PR standpoint, exists. Um, he's not the first person to do this, but um, if guys like, uh, Joe Mixon and uh, his team, former teammate Tyreek Hill can be in this league, then uh, Kareem Hunt certainly deserves the opportunity to prove that he, he's not the person that we saw in that video um, or no longer is. So I, I th- they, the guy's you know, a top five back in the league when, when healthy and on, on the field, um, and that's at, at 23-24, you just, it's hard to pass up that type of talent, especially for a team in need of a dynamic playmaker or running back. So I think once he goes through the proper PR steps, um, however long that might take, it's pretty inevitable that he'll, he'll someday be back in the NFL. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I think he'll definitely get back in. And I wouldn't be – honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if someone who really needs a running back that could change their franchise, needs to turn things around, doesn't take a chance on it. Someone who doesn't really care about their reputation. No one really comes to mind right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone signed him this year. Um, Wait, people can't sign him this year, can they? Yeah, you can, but he's on the commissioner. He can't he play because he's on the exempt list. So that, wouldn't list. Really, that wouldn't really but, make sense. No, but I mean, if someone wants to get him because they know he's gonna eventually come back, like yeah, yeah, someone's but, gonna, you know, someone. That, really I don't think anyone play. could would do that right now, just because it. I mean, what's the point if they sign him now? Right. Oh, not just, right now. No, but I think like before. Oh, I guess obviously before next season. The season's almost over. Yeah. I keep forgetting it's already past week twelve. It's that really sad point. In How the year. crazy is it though that Colin Kaepernick still can't find a job? Dude, why won't the Redskins bring him in? Why won't the Redskins? I I'm him all in? for the Redskins bringing him in. I mean, I'm no, I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan per se, but I mean, this guy's done some good. I mean, you know, he's done some questionable things. Done, you know, whether whether he sliced some good, some bad, whatever. He doesn't beat up any woman or anything, and like these women beaters are are in the league, and you know, it's it's kind of crazy that he's. I mean, now I kind of agree. I think he's clearly being blackballed because. I mean, the guy can play. We know who the guy can play, and he's not being signed over guys like Peterman and Cody Kessler. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's tough to see that. And then uh, Blake Bortles. You tell me he's not better than Blake Bortles? Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> I think the, I think most of us are better than Blake Bortles. Yeah. The um. Yeah, you know, a lot of people um, are upset about that, that he's still not signed when there's this shit quarterback play going on in the league. But Especially lot... the Redskins, they just signed Ruben Foster and have Adrian Peterson on their team who have done more suspect things than Colin Kaepernick. Wait, what about Adrian Peterson being like, yeah, I still hit my kid with a belt. He's like, fuck are you going to do about it? He's like, I didn't go to jail last time. Well, no, here's what he said. He says he, do- he doesn't normally use the switch. He says nine out of ten times he doesn't use the switch. So he basically said he still uses the switch one out of ten times. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> crazy. Have that you seen what go- a switch looks like? I've never seen a switch, and I looked it up. Holy shit, that shit's scary. Yeah, I it's can't just like a, It's like a stick, right? It's like, no, it's like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's kind of like a branch with like points out, but it looks like it. 
it looks just far worse than a belt, man. And a belt can be bad. I, I yeah. just like it's like they're. I think they're man-made though. Like they're not. They're man-made from like a tree or limb though or something. I mean, I get people discipline their kids that don't really have much of a problem. Do what you want. Like I'm not gonna. But like saying that you did that after you got in trouble and sent your kid to the hospital. Ooh. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah, not good. Not no. good. A lot, of, a lot of people upset about that. And a lot of people are also upset about the college football playoff rankings. You know, a lot of Georgia fans, even though they lost that SEC championship, real upset that Georgia didn't get in. Not even just Georgia fans. A lot of people in general really upset that Georgia didn't get in in favor of Oklahoma, who a lot of people thought, you know, Big 12 teams shouldn't be in there this year. None of them were worth it or worthy of it. But, you know, Ohio State's not happy either after winning the uh, Big Ten championship pretty convincingly. But I think they got it right. The only one I guess you could argue is uh, Notre Dame. But, you know, what are you going to do? You can't. How are you going to keep them out this year? Yeah, I, I mean, think I, they got it right. Yeah, I think ultimately they probably got it right. I understand the gripe with George, from Georgia fans. Um, you know, their their one loss in the championship game was a team was against the best team in the nation that probably anyone would have lost to, and they had them against the ropes until the f- final seconds. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure Alabama wasn't ready to see Georgia again the next in two weeks or three weeks. Right, um, Nick Saban said that he's like, I don't want to play him again. Yeah. So, um, and who God knows what's going on with two. I'm sure he'll play, but you know, God forbid he can't. That changes things. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I get why they put in Oklahoma. They they won their conference championship. They avenged their only loss. Um, but yeah, that's right. Because they, they uh, lost I, to Texas by three, right? Yeah, and by the they, same. They stomped the shit out of them. By the same token, uh, it's just a. Do I think Oklahoma's better than Georgia? I don't. I think Georgia's a better football team. I think Georgia's the third best team in the country, behind. Uh, maybe even the second, you could argue, but certainly better than Notre Dame, um, and I think they're better than Oklahoma too. But uh, you know, it's just a, it's a constant struggle every year with the college football playoff to if they want to abide by the because they say all of these things, you know, the strength of schedule and the the record and the conference championship, and that's what goes into it. But then they also say they want to put the four best teams in, and that never it's rare that those two things line up where the perfect resume meets the perfect four best teams. Um, so I think it's just the convenient for them to be able to say one way or the other. They're never technically wrong because they could just say, oh, well, you know, this they had the resume. Or they, if they went with Georgia, they could say, hey, we thought Georgia was a better team than Oklahoma, flat out. And that would have been part of the criteria. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's a sticky situation. I think they ultimately haven't figured out a way to really do it. Um, but... You know, we'll see. I, I totally understand the rankings, um, but I understand the gripes they, from, they, yeah, from they, Georgia. Yeah, they, you can't reward the losing. They lost twice. Yeah. They yeah. lost to LSU, and it wasn't – they got beat bad by LSU, and then they should have beat Alabama, and they lost. If that was their first loss, they would have been in, but they lost twice. They got the beat down bad from LSU, and then they they lost to Alabama. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to reward losing, even though they should have won that game. I think it's funny still all the UCF fans being like, why are we included in this? Like, this is ridiculous. We've gone undefeated for two years. I'm like, you basically play a high school schedule. <laughs> like, they don't have any real competition. They had their first real competition, and it took them three quarters to figure it out in that conference championship game against Memphis. 
Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, you know I, I, mean? I just Memphis wish they, they played tougher team. teams, I guess, because, I mean, I, th- I do think they're one of the better teams in the nation, though, honestly. I mean, they haven't lost in the past. I mean, they played Two Memphis seasons. twice. They beat Memphis twice. I, I mean, they really couldn't have done anything else. They don't yeah. play good teams, I know, but, like, I mean, what, what are they supposed to do? I, I mean, they need to start... They need to start uh, scheduling outer, tougher, outer conference. The problem, the problem with these with these schedules is like for team like teams like UCF, like they get good, but like their schedule set for like five years in advance. Mm-hmm. Right. So like UCF can't just be like, hey, next year let's try and play some, you know, like Alabama and Clemson. Like no, they can schedule that game in twenty twenty three. Like, and who knows where they're going to be then, you know? Like, they don't know if they're going to have the recruiting class or if they're going to get spanked by 75. Yeah. Um, and I, I guess the only thing they can do to change it is where they come in entering the season, where their initial ranking is. Because, you know, if they, what are they, where they were at? They were at 8 before going to this game. If they enter next year 8th or so and they went out next year, they will without a doubt be in the playoff, you yeah. know? Because they, they yeah. I, don't know, I, forgot, I forgot where they started out this year, but it was way a lot lower than, you know, a lot of people, you know, I mean, they probably wanted to be because, you know, it's basically about the hierarchy of climbing up the ladder than people losing, you winning, and moving up. So, you know, if they had a few more weeks with a bunch of teams who are losing, it's possible they could have made it. But, you know, because I don't know what the final, where, where were they in the final, eight, seven? No, I think like 13. No, they weren't that low. I see here they were they were eighth going into the last week and they won. So Oh, really? Yeah, I mean they were I mean they just they had like I said, they had to work their way up the ladder though. They would move up a few spots each time they would win, but you know, if you start out at twenty four or so, I mean and you're not playing the competition, they were eighth going into or no, they're eighth right now. They're eighth. Oh yeah, so they, they must have been eighth. a little lower. They finish each well, like behind Michigan, Ohio State, which is fair, and then Washington's behind them with three losses. Everyone else pretty much has three losses. So like, yeah, I mean, you get a good bowl game. Like you get you get a good bowl game. At yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, like they won their bowl game last year, and if they win yeah. their bowl game this year, yeah, that just game. adds to it. That just adds. To I it. mean, but we have have we not seen this exact same situation with Boise State in the mid to late two thousands? And they, what yeah. are they now? They fizzled out. They're nothing. But they were heard, legit then, though. They were, but I haven't heard Boise State's name in five years. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying them as a long-term thing. I'm just saying going into the more they win now, the better it can only bode for them next year with their initial how the committee ranks them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If they don't, if they don't rank to start the year, they don't have a chance to be in the playoff. If they're ranked 12 or 13 or 10, they have a chance. Because they're yeah. only going to go up if they keep winning. Yeah. yeah, once you get to, like, 30 games straight that you haven't lost, like, you have to be a top, like, 6-7 team. Like, there's no, there's no way around that. And what are they at? They're at, like, over 25. It's funny because two years ago they were horrendous. Yeah, and then who's their coach? Is it Kiffin? Uh... Is Lane right. Kiffin their coach? No, no, no. He's FAU. FAU. Oh, right, right, right. FAU. Yeah, they were, so they were 21th going into the preseason. Who is who's their coach? Who's UCF's coach? I, to they, be honest, Didn't I don't he leave? Remember. Didn't he leave? Scott Frost left. I forget who replaced him. Scott Frost went to no, no, Nebraska to win zero so games. Josh Hoople. Right. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. It was Scott Frost. You're right. It was Scott Frost before. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's right. They got smoked <laughs> out at Nebraska. The Cornhuskers. Um, yeah, you know, but we'll see how it plays out. Well, they, it's going to be good. Oh, shit. They, sorry to cut you off. they play LSU in the Fiesta Bowl, though. That's sick. Oh, that's right. They have LSU, and if they that's beat LSU, sick, that's, that's big. That's a legit team LSU. Yeah. I hope LSU wins, so I like LSU. I like LSU, too, but I, I want UCF to prove the Dowers wrong. I want them to win again, like last year. Who They they beat Auburn last year. That's true. That would be back-to-back years beating up an SEC opponent. I mean, you know, so if they do, they're doing what they can. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. That would be really, that would be really cool, actually. So maybe I'm on the other side of that, but I still love LSU. And I also love boxing, and I know Dave loves boxing, and I know Sully, you're a fight fan as well. How about, did you guys watch the fight on Saturday, the the Wilder Fury fight? Yeah, because, I watched every second. Yeah, that, I, I, what's your opinion, Dave? Because I personally, I'm on the side that Fury, even with the two knockdowns in the ninth and the 12th, should have won the fight. I get, I think it was close enough, like I get the decisions. I thought that the, the Telecasters had, like, the middle six rounds to go into Fury, and I didn't agree with that. I thought I there was a, one of those going to uh, Wilder. I, I had two going to Wilder, um, and I think the knock, like the second knockdown was just so clean. Um, oh, the, yeah, I thought, I thought he was out. I couldn't believe he got back up. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone gave the 12th round a 10-7, like, just... From, I think one of them, I think the one that Wilder the guy had, the guy who gave it to Wilder must have given him a ten seven because you can it, do that yeah oh, I, yeah. yeah yeah um and I just think like it was uh it was such a dominant round from Wilder that that really saved him and it was like if that's your lasting image of the of the fight like I get why you can call that a draw um but at the same time like it's fucking boxy like Vegas we all should have fucking knew it like. It was so set up for a draw, like logistically. It was yeah. Fuck, they're, they're both, both knockout uh, artists. They're both. They're, they can both go deep into fights. Like they're both uh, now still undefeated. Uh, they already agreed to a, a rematch in the ring. Uh, they Vegas wins huge. Their sportsbooks win huge on draws because um, everyone, especially a fight. This, there was so many people on both sides of this fight, like that felt so strongly one way or the other towards Fury or Wilder. So, like, who the fuck was betting on the draw? Like, no one was betting on the draw. Yeah, so Vegas luckily, just raked luckily, in the money. Whoever bets on what? a draw in any sport ever. Yeah, exactly. Fucking soccer. Um, but yeah, yeah so soccer, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. Like, I get why people think Wilder won the fight. I don't think it's, like, an outrage. I think we've seen much no, worse no. in, like, the last five years. Like, at the end of the day, Wilder put him on his ass clean twice, and Wilder never came close to dropping um, so it's, it's, you know, it's a tactical versus a power punching, how much you want to weigh each one. And we knew that w- was going to be the case coming in. We knew Fury was going to be the, probably the better tactical boxer. And Wilder was just going to need to land that punch. Like who the fuck ever thought Fury was going to get up from that 12 round knockout. Like the guy looked like he was dead. <laughs> Dude, he went back the head. How, how, how good was this fight? Dude, his I'm fucking really eyes, upset. his eyes rolled back in his head and yeah. six seconds later he's standing up. I was at work, and I, I'm I'm not a huge boxing fan, but you know, 
from I wish I could have seen this fight. Did you guys? Was it no, really good? Yeah. It no matter how you felt about it, it was boxing. a really good. It was twelve rounds of really good boxing. Yeah. If you like, yeah. If you enjoy boxing, it's like no. It was I, good I, to sit I there. It was that. good to I'd, sit there and watch. I'd rather see that than a second round knockout. Although I do love Terence Crawford. I mean, yeah. he's great, but like, it it's always better to see that nowadays. A, a you're close, like something like in UFC, comparatively like a, a Diaz McGregor, like something go the full distance. Right. It's always nice to see in a in a combat sport. Even in, like I obviously I'm a wrestler. I love wrestling, going the full three periods. You know, like I love Big Ten wrestling, whether it's seven five. You know, love that stuff. Like. So, I need to see it somehow. I don't know how I can watch it, but... I'm sure uh, you can, you oh, can yeah, replay sure it easily. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you can find it. I'm sure you can, too. I'm just uh, such go a on Reddit. when it comes to technology. Um, well, I'll go on Reddit and find you a link after this and send it to you, so we'll hook you up. But, no, it was a great fight. It's definitely worth the watch if you can watch it um, after the fact, if you didn't get to see it. Honestly... The end of the fight, the last six rounds of the fight were better than the first six, in my opinion. I think it started off exciting, and then the last five, six rounds were just out of this world between the two knockdowns. Just them just coming at each other. You had Fury being an absolute maniac in the ring, taunting him, sitting there, sticking his tongue out and shaking his head at him, like just going bananas on the other side. And Wild, he was like, What is the deal with this guy? And like at the end, they looked. Jerry was doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry literally, like, like, he was just putting his arms all the way out, just being like, come on, dude. He was a nut. Yeah, but he he's out of his mind. He, he, like, he used to be hard into drugs, right? I mean, you, you – He's yeah. on a comeback from, like, yeah. Yeah, he's on a comeback, so good, great for him. And he, I, I heard him speak. He sounds like a really cool guy. They, like and at the end of the fight, they just, like, showed such a tremendous amount of respect for each other. And, like, yeah. it just looked like – it looked to the two of them, like, they both looked like they, they were all smiling. They were like, wow, that was fun. Like, <laughs> Yeah, from everything like, I've heard like, comments-wise, awesome. they're just – praising one another everything they're just praising one like like he's like wilder's like the most ferocious or whatever in in heavyweight history which obviously i don't think would be true but not that i i mean is that true he punch he punches harder than anyone anyone yeah. ever yeah Sully, 40 he has 40 wins and 39 knockouts but, i mean he punches harder than any heavyweight ever uh, yeah, that's recorded. Maybe they're not. They don't have records of how hard Ali punched, but I would I mean, be surprised. I'm saying, but like, like, I'm, that's what I'm alluding to. Like someone like Ali, or even like a foreman. Like you think, like they. Yeah, I mean that's what they say. More than Tyson, more than Holyfield, more than Klitschko. Yeah, and Klitschko's seven two, seven one. That oh, is. Wow. Yeah. So he was just. They've just been paying homage back and forth to one another, which is. Quite I mean, when you knock out a guy place. who's knock out a guy with your left hand who's six nine, two forty, two fifty, like yeah, they're you, monsters. The you got that some was a fucking funny looking boxing match. You got some power behind your off hand knocking that guy out. Yeah, there was that was that was a funny looking boxing match. Honestly, the two of them going at it, they were just like towering over the ref. They were when the corners were coming, they were so much taller. It was definitely. Definitely weird to see two monsters like that. But, um, you know, that's going to do it for that stuff. I realized we moved through football, and I moved on completely skipping over our best bets of the week. So we're going to give those to you right now. We're so going to run it back. Yeah, we're going to run it back. I was thinking we missed something along the way, you know. 
it just didn't seem the episode didn't feel right to really, me. You're right. You're right. I felt I felt a little bit of an emptiness to be honest. I know. I didn't know what it in, was. In, I was in, like, I'm forgetting. In something my heart of hearts, big. I. I'm I, forgetting I, something big, and we we have to go back. We have to give you guys our picks every week. Um, I can't remember what I picked last week, so I don't know how I did. But we'll say I went two and zero. I probably didn't. I probably went zero and two. It was. I went really one tough. one zero oh, and one. Pushed on the over under. Oh, there you go. Wait, no, you picked you picked the Packers, didn't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did. Oh, oh so I went oh oh one and one uh, oh yeah oh one and one yeah. You picked oh, the Packers man. with the fourteen. I totally forgot. Because I pit I had yeah, like two right, or three I that I liked. Packers. Yeah, no, I, was, I did. I was, I was, I was stunned. A lot of points for a team that's not good being the that Packers. Was, I was st- I just thought Rodgers was gonna have a moment against a bad team. I'm trying to remember what games I picked. Does any does anyone recall? No, dude, I can't remember for the life of me what I picked last week. Can't even. Can't I even. Picked, th- it'll come to me. I think I might have taken the Pats as a homer pick last week, but I don't think I would have done that. I yeah. might have taken the Colts, and that didn't work out. <laughs> that that just <laughs> thank God you didn't bet the over in that game. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. What a that would have been that, yeah, that, was, that was atrocious. But but I will uh I'll start us off here. I'll give my uh I'll give my pick for the week. Mine is going to be the Saints. They're gonna bounce back. They are going to crush the Bucks. Redemption game for the first week of the season. They're minus eight. I think you take that. They win this game by at least a touchdown and a field goal, maybe two touchdowns, maybe more. I think you take that all day. And I take the over 49 points in the Falcons-Packers, okay? Because Aaron Rodgers finally got rid of McCarthy. Now he's going to go out there, and he's going to be Aaron Rodgers again because he's just going to be calling all the shots, and we're going to see a different side of the Packers. Too little too late for anything to happen this season, but I think it's their time to play spoiler for quite a few teams going down the stretch. You take the over-under in that game. It's You take the over 49.5 for the over-under. Lock it in. It's going to hit. Bet the house on it. Bet the house, he says. Nice. Um, I'm not. I'm not learning anything from my mistakes last week, and I'm going big spread again. I'm taking Chargers minus fourteen against the Bengals. Um, I love it. Love it. You guys I, I love just love the big spreads. You guys. I just the the Chargers put up thirty three on the Steelers last week. They're at home. The Bengals are the worst pass defense in the NFL. They give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Phil Rivers is just going to have a field day, probably three or four touchdowns, 320 yards, um, and he's just going to be sailing it all day because Gordon is out. Eckler um, was ineffective last week, um, and I just think the the, car, the Bengals can't do anything on offense. Maybe Mixon will get into the end zone once, but uh, they don't have anyone to throw to. Um, Driscoll couldn't throw it if there wasn't anyone to throw to. And like I alluded to, their defense is just atrocious. And Chargers' defense is, is coming on hot, um, you know, with Bosa coming back and everything. So I, I like the Chargers in a blowout here. And then uh, over-under, I'm going to go a little NFC East action. Over-under 40.5, super low in Giants-Redskins. 
Um, I know I know the Redskins lost a quarterback and they got the Sanchez coming in. Um, but I think he I think like similar to Matt Barkley did with the Bills a few weeks ago, I think Sanchez could come out and uh have a little surprising pop in the offense. Um, you know, just kind of a different flavor. Uh, the Giants' offense has obviously been clicking the last four or five weeks. Um, so, you know, I'm not – I think I think 20, 20, 21 is not a difficult score for these teams to get to. Um, I know they're usually lower scoring in these division games, especially later in the year. But, um, you know, the Redskins' defense has fallen off a little bit, and the Giants' defense isn't great. Um, so I like I like those teams getting the over. Not bad. I could see either way. I mean, the Sanchez, you don't know. I mean, not high, ho- hopes are never too high with him. I have two games that I actually really like. I'm deciding between the two of them, and I'm going to go on a limp. Yeah, I mean, to me, it, does, it could be a trap. I, I don't know. But I'm going to take – no, it, it can't be. I'm taking Rams minus three against Chicago, and if – Mitch Trubisky does not play. That is the easiest bet I've ever seen. I absolutely want to make out with that game. That is, I mean. Oh, yeah, if he doesn't play, but I think he is going to play. Uh, I don't know. The progress is, he said he's feeling better, but even still, a limited Mitch Trubisky in a game where he uses his wheels a lot against a very talented Rams defense who has to lead back, I don't know. I mean, the Bears' defense didn't look good last week against the Giants, to say the least. I mean, good Lord. I know the Giants have some talent, but giving up 30 to the Giants, that's not good. Not good. Not, confirmed. I mean, confirmed. Confirmed not confirmed, good. Confirmed not good. So, uh, I really, I mean, too many weapons still. Gurley, Woods, I mean, basically they need to win. I mean, they need to win by a field goal. To I mean, I'm going to take that. I also really like the Giants minus three and a half, just in general also. I'd, I'd also make love to that game as well. I mean, <laughs> I, the Redskins are awful right now. I mean, they have Mark Sanchez as their starting quarterback right now. So that's not my official pick, but just throwing it out there. For the over-unders, I am all in on... The under in the Denver-San Francisco game of 44-and-a-half. Ooh, I like that. Denver doesn't really put up many points. Um, when they win, they kind of sneak out some wins. The Niners have uh, the kid Mullins, who he had a, he had a decent week. He threw 400 yards last week, but he's he's nothing special. Matt Breed is out. Um, Goodwin's been out. Garcon's been out. A lot of depleted players on that offense i mean just it just keeps crumbling for them and then for the for the broncos case keenum isn't one to put up points they really their offense runs through philip Lindsay. Cortland sutton hasn't taken off as much as i thought even though he had a touchdown last week emmanuel sanders has been garbage never have bought him um but yeah i like the under there i think maybe a 20 to 17 game i like it yeah, Sanders was like he was a top ten receiver the first like six weeks of the year, and then just has yeah. been trash since. Yeah, you had him in fantasy, and he uh, yeah he had me riding on riding on fucking mile high for a while, and then just shit the bed. I should have sat him way way earlier than I did. Was that an intentional pun? Somewhat. Mile high, Tommy. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm back. I was zoning for a second, but I'm back. We got two more things, guys. We got two more things up. Those are our best bets. Lock them in. We got our new segment coming, which we still have not given a good name to, but you know what it is. We're jerking knees out here. I'm going to name the player. All right, I'm going to redeem myself from my very poor, piss-poor performance. Yeah, so you just piss-poor performance last week. I was not in the right frame of mind. No, I was not under the influence of alcohol like our uh, this guy. Fucking, what's his name? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. I, I, I thought a hill for some reason. Yeah, but <laughs> whatever you not. say, Tiger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OD it on the pills. Oh man. Well, guys, I'm gonna list them off. You give me the words. Lamar Jackson. Electric. Uh, f- flash in the pan. I don't. Not ready. <laughs> Dave's never liked him. Damian Lillard. Underappreciated. Dame Dalla. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin. Worst receiver in the NFL. <laughs> Sorry, ass receiver. Urban Meyer. Uh, future coach. Uh, confused. I got one for you. Coward. Coward. I like that one too. And last but not least, or maybe possibly. That's it. Least. Yeah, we got one more. We got to show this. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. You know what? It's this is this will be five. You can throw out random players. NBA All right. Play. I'll keep going. Cart. This is the last one I had written down though. Carson Wentz. Uh, Overhyped. Yeah, I'll say. Not ready. Okay. 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 Uh, uh, John Wall. Overpaid. Two ways. Two Good two-way way player. One of the best two-way point guards in the league, still people forget. Kyle Lowry. That man assists. He's leading the league in assists. Robin. Robin? <laughs> I like that one because he definitely is. Missed a three to tie the game last night. Tough look. Tough, tough look. Kawhi ties the game at 103. They foul Jokic on a shot. He hits the free throw after they go up three. And then Lowry just botches the, the game tie. He didn't botch it. I mean, it was it was a last-second three. It hit the back iron. Lowry, I mean, he's been great. He has been great. But, you know. Would have been nice if that game would have gone to overtime. Would have been, would have been real good for Tommy Buns. But it's okay. We're over that now. We're on to the next day. Um, we're on to Buffalo. Yeah, we're on to Buffalo. Kyler Murray. Dynamic. Uh, second place. <laughs> you still think that uh, that Tua is gonna win it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, his year was unreal. Yeah, it really was. It really was. It was a Baker Mayfield year like last year. And Alabama, his platform in Alabama really trumps all. I mean, yeah, that that's so true. When you're a player like whether that, it's tied, he's gonna get it because of. Well, yeah. 
That's gonna do it for that, guys. We are we are just your boy Tommy Bones is just losing steam as this thing goes on. It's been a long day. It's been a just long think day. Of, for think fun. of the little engine that could, Tommy. I know. I got some food waiting for me after this. I can't wait. We got, we got the food? most important segment coming up. We do. What Thank type of you, food Dave. Do you have coming up though. I have a turkey club from Hot Table and some uh, cheddar broccoli soup. Oh, clutch! Yeah, I'm gonna go cheddar out there. Cheddar broccoli and... Panera. Who's with me? Oh, oh that cheddar broccoli is a hard 10, but, like, hot table's not bad. I don't mind I it. never heard of hot table before, but I'll take your it's word for it. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They do, like, paninis. It's really good. Big but, panini guy. Love them. But we're getting right into today in sports history. Time to, time to keep your streak alive if you can, Sully. All right. In 1997, this NBA... The NBA suspended former Golden State Warriors guard. Latrell Sprewell. Wow. That was. I didn't even need to finish what I was, happened. I was three when that happened. Great. I don't even. Yeah, Old Man Jones over here. Old Man Jones. I remember watching that on the news. <laughs> it remembers. Yeah, oh, I was well, in my crib. You're not old enough to remember this one, but you'll probably know it. In 1978, this free agent signed a four year, $32 million Reggie contract. Jackson. Nope, to make him the highest paid player in baseball history. At the time, obviously. Ron Guidry. Nope. In 78? 78. Played in the National League. Oh. 78. All-timer, I'm assuming, right? All-timer. Leads... In a category still to... Hank this. Aaron. Nope. Sandy Koufax. Nope. Nolan Ryan. Nope. Pete Rose. Yep, Pete Rose. Damn. I was going to say tainted, but that would have given it away right away. Yeah, that would have been too much. Yeah, Pete Rose in 1978 signed a four-year, $32 million contract to be the highest. Hold on. That's bucks Yo. back then. That's pretty bucks. $8 Yo. million a year in 78? Are you kidding me? That's like... I saw... I saw. I don't know if I sent you guys. I saw one of the craziest stats I've ever seen yesterday. Okay, so if a pitcher struck out 250 batters for 22 straight seasons, I saw Nol- that too. Nolan Ryan would still have more strikeouts. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Nolan Ryan was a machine. 250 for 22 years. What did this guy pitch? 38 years. Who was second to him? Clemson. Uh, Clemens. Uh, him or Randy Johnson, I believe. Yeah, Clement. Oh, probably Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, even more so than Clemens, was a strikeout machine. Yeah. He had like over three fifty, like six times. Yeah, it's crazy. Two hundred fifty batters for twenty-two straight years. What? What? That that's crazy. He was well. He played forever too. That's the thing. Like he had like he had like ten years of his prime. <laughs> brushing my teeth and like eating food and putting on clothes are like the only things I've done for twenty-two straight years. <laughs> and it's imagine if you were striking out 250 yeah. batters. Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Oh, you could be like John Carlos Stanton striking out 250 times. Ooh, hit you, with the, hit you with the rim shot after. But <laughs> 250 home runs. Rated Nemo higher war than John Carlos Stanton. Never forget 27, 2018. Yeah, our outfield's going to have 250 home runs next year. We'll see, Dave. We'll see. 90 each. A's trade this player to the Yankees. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. 
No. Ricky Henderson. Yeah. Damn. In 1996, this player in the NBA at 18 became the youngest NBA player ever. Kobe Bryant. Nope. Kevin Garnett. Nope. Allen Iverson. Nope. Played for Portland. Stephon Marbury. Uh, Portland. Damon Stoudemire. Nope. In what year? Rasheed Wallace. Nope. Yeah, 96. 96. That was like... two and three that. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal. Jermaine O'Neal is right. Yep. Knew it. Wow. Forgot that he was a young and 18 taken out yep. of there. Taken out I, of high school. I didn't know he got drafted by them, honestly. Yeah. I knew he was a young one, but. He was part of it. Yo, the, the Jailblazers are coming out with a book. Really? Oh, there's a book coming out about the Jailblazers. Damn. And they re- they release some excerpts and they are juicy. Huh. Yeah, juicy. definitely definitely going to be picking that one up. That would be good to read. But uh, in 2011, this league ended a 161-day lockout. NFL. NFL. Nope. NBA. Yep. Oh, 2011. Oh, it's... Oh. NHL it was a lockout the same year. 12. Yeah, it was the 2012 season that they missed. Uh, poor NHL. Yeah. Missed half of. But in 1994, this player was indicted on tax evasion charges. Lawrence Taylor. Nope. Played baseball. Doc Gooden. Nope. That was Strawberry. Yeah. yeah. My, that, <laughs> fuck! That was my next guess. I knew it was one of those motherfuckers. It's like it's like the Ricky Henderson Reggie Jackson thing. It's like it's yeah. one of those two. Like the same type of thing. Like. All right, and last one in 1992, this player caught his Don't NFL sleep on us. Caught his an NFL record 101st touchdown. Reg, uh, Jerry Rice. Yep. Fuck. I think Sully just tied it for the week. Yeah. Tied for the week. Damn, that was a good one, guys. That was a good one. Sully's That's yelling good. at me for yawning. I'm over here. Um, well, um, I have a little. I have some. Why was there no Mets on this show? I'm sorry, Sully. It's a dry time in history. Uh, well, no, I'm saying for, for the week. It's been. Oh reported. yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Let's Robinson, you know, Edmund Street. It's been reported. We are in talks with AJ Pollock, J- the Marlins about JT Realmuto, and the Indians about Corey Kluber. This please guy tell me. Up- please tell me you're not one of these Mets fans who thinks you're a serious player for Harper. I think it's I think it's definitely possible. I mean, I think I think he's at least strongly considering the Yankees or the Mets at minimum because why did he buy that that uh place in Long Island City where four Mets players live by the way, closer to City Field. There are reasons I'm not all in. I'd say there's at least a I'd say 5 to 12% chance, I'd say. I just don't, players buy shit all over the country. I mean, I don't think if that's your uh, that's a that's a real like throw in at the end of an argument that if that's well, your he also, lead, he did root for the he did root for the the Mets to win the World Series in 2015. This I'm he, also hearing this like what is that? It doesn't mean anything. Like I mean, he's paid a lot of homage to the Mets pitchers. I mean, they're not. How about I, him I, just like straight up saying he wanted to be a Yankee someday? It's just those words have come <laughs> out of his mouth like. We're, we're talking about he bought he, he said three years ago he want he was rooting for the Mets over another team in the World Series he fucking said straight up well, I would love to be a Yankee someday. He bought an apartment with four other Mets living there. That's not, that's not you don't see any connection possible connection at all. Sure, there's a possible connection, but I think there's 
I don't think that's like I said. I don't think that's your that's lead. Why if said, that's your I, lead. That's why I said about five to twelve percent. I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't. Didn't say oh thirty percent. I think it's a chance we get him. I don't think it's a good one, but I don't think we're out of it. I, think, I just don't I think, think there's any chance that Wilpon sign a three hundred million dollar check. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's obviously the. I, I think the new GM. I think he's going to be great. He's going to make aggressive moves. I think. To me, it seems like he has. I mean, do you hear about what's going on with the Wilpons? He's 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 tracking gorillas in Africa. He's literally he literally like. Oh yeah, I saw he was in fucking Rwanda last week or Rwanda. some shit. Yeah, he's in Rwanda. Like he's he like Van Wagen is doing the deals and he's communicating to him over some sort of device and he's probably like, yeah, sure, like like do whatever you want. Like I'm tracking freaking gorillas. Like actually, like that's what the Wilpons are doing. Like. So, like, it almost seems like, obviously, there wasn't as much money dealt with this, but, like, he's got a little bit, he's not a yes-man type of guy. He's got a he's got a longer leash than most GMs in the past. He's not trying to please him. He's been on the other side. He's been an agent. So, he kind of gives you a different perspective. I mean, uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think we're out. I don't think it's likely at all, but. Why do agents do that? Like, I don't get it. They, just, they take such a huge pay cut, like, and it's always super agents who do it. Like, Rob Palenka did it, Bob Myers did it in the NBA. Like, those were two top ten agents in the NBA. These guys got clients like KD and fucking uh, uh, James Harden and Kevin Garnett. Like, what are these guys doing? They make – he's got – Brody Van Wagner went from making $25 million plus a year to what? Was he making now, like two or three million from the Mets? Something like that at, at most? I just don't get – the attract like clearly you wanted to be an agent. I don't. I just don't get like how taking it's, it's the not, handle of the team is so much more money, prestigious. I, I mean, I but think I, I think with him, I think with him is you know he's invested in the Mets through some, some having some of the players like Degrom under contract, and I think he sees potential there, and he just really, I guess he has some sort of attachment for the Mets, and he sees he says he sees potential, and he wants to. He wants to tackle on a new challenge in life, like anyone. I mean, some people take paychecks for different jobs that may pay less, whether it's, you know. Yeah, but. Some, some teacher, like in my field, some teachers may stay being a teacher rather than going to administration, which pays more because they want to deal with the kids. You know, so it's, I mean, I guess it's, and vice versa with, you know, going to another job if you don't, maybe didn't like it as much. I don't know. But I like what he's doing. I don't. I I'm a fan of the uh, trade, the Cano Diaz trade. I don't think um, a lot of people have been shitting on it. Just I think, frankly, because we're the Mets, but we have Diaz for four years, um, making about a million a million this year. So he's on like a rookie deal, and we have him pretty much long term. And you know, we shed the Swarzak and and uh, Bruce deal, so the Cano money really, really, we're not paying him as much as it seems, um, being that we got rid of that money. So. I mean, obviously, the last couple of years of the Cano deal, when he's 39-40, you don't know. But he's, right now, the best hitter on our team. He's a, He was a 317 hitter when he came back from PED's suspension. So, he can hit. We know that about him. Yeah, he's always been a hitter. He's always been a good hitter. Am I crazy about the deal? Do I want to make out with this deal? No, we gave up some <laughs> prospects. But, I mean... They're prospects at this point. So many prospects. And being a Met fan, how many of our pro- Dom Smith was a top forty prospect at one point. I mean, Rosario was a top seven prospect. Still like Rosario's future, but he's not gonna be a top, you know, top twenty or thirty player ever. Like, it's just 
prospects, it's almost like selling a stock. Like the value is really high right now. Sometimes it's just best to capitalize on what you have and before injuries and other things come in the way. So that's the kind of the way I look at it. Like get a return on it now while you can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's you look just at the way Terry Rozier. Terry, obviously, basketball is a little different, but Terry Rozier is a perfect example of that. Yeah, it is. And 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 I know you're not making the comparison, but with baseball, it takes time. These guys wouldn't be on the Mets for three, four years minimum. You know. Oh yeah, you have so to. It's, yeah. It's not like risking. You know, it's not like an NBA like draft pick, like trading the next year's draft pick, and then he'll come in and play like produce right away. It's like. You know, he wants to win now, and he's going for it. He wants to win in DeGrom's window. DeGrom's in 30, so I can't hate on that. So, yeah, I, I like the deal. Not crazy about it, but what do you think, Jones? I mean, I think it, it, it when the first reports were coming out, it seemed a lot worse than, than what it was. I, also, I've never seen a more misreported story, like, from the get-go. It was just what we hear talks of this starting like last Wednesday, Thursday, it's and like we, a week longer. Yeah, yeah. Like we it, heard we heard it was on the verge, gonna happen tonight, here in Friday, Friday morning, Friday afternoon for sure. Definitely by the weekend. Hopefully by Monday, maybe tonight. Like it's just, and then finally we got it, and it's just I, I just never seen like, and like I was saying, the the prospect, the the initial reporting on who was going to be involved was so was so off too of who it ended up being including um so yeah i mean i think like you said it ended up being not nearly as bad as they as they thought um if diaz can remain a dominant closer then it's a good deal um and cano's got to be the same guy if he's not the same guy for at least two or three of the years um it's it's a bad move because he comes as soon as he can't play second base he becomes dead money well, the way I look at it, I wait, look at it trading Jay Bruce and Swarzak for Cano, which I think is a win. And then you're trading the two top prospects and the jerk Gerson Bautista, who's not good at all. I've seen him pitch. He's not good. He's like a reliever prospect, which means nothing, basically. Basically, pretty much two really good prospects, top 100 prospects for arguably the best closer today. He came off 57 saves, 194 ERA. I mean, he could be. I mean, I don't want to say something that's, but he could be one of the all-time great closers. He is that good. He has that type of ceiling. Like, he. I'm not saying he will be. He's without a doubt a top two or three closer today. Like he, 61 games he pitched in last week, last year for Seattle. They went 61 and 0 in games he pitched. All right, and that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Extra Point Podcast on Bleacher Fan. Thank you all for joining us. Hit us up on social at Twitter at Bleacher underscore Fan at facebook at at bleacher fan sports and on instagram at bleacher fan search bleacher fan sports on any of those and you will be able to find us all right peace